off the ball. If he gets a knighthood, it'll be the services to insomnia because it's a boring way of playing. <laughs> There's 20 different stories to say that fit into this. That's why we love sports. It's the storytelling element of sport. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Rugby on Off the Ball with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Delighted to be joined now by former Ireland and Leinster player Devin Toner at the launch for Aviva Pride. Devin, how's things? How is life treating you? Yeah, all good. Yeah, all good. Enjoying it, enjoying it. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. All is good. Um, so you grew up in Manalvi and Mead. I'm a Mead woman. So when I hear Manalvi, I think more GA comes to mind. What was it like growing up there? And was rugby your first love or did you play other sports? Played other sports, yeah. I played Ga first, Ga and Hurling. I played her or Ga with Manalvi, played Hurling with Kiltail. Um and then started playing rugby uh, in Norcalair in Kakok. So then and then obviously kicked on when I went to Castlenock. So uh, all sports really like. But uh, I was never good enough to <laughs> to keep to keep up the Ga. I'd say when they heard you were going off, obviously to Castlenock at that point, um, losing someone of, of your height, especially, um, I'm sure it was a big blow to them. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, w- I was never. I was never fit enough. I was. I wasn't able to keep up with anyone. So at the end, they just threw me in full forward and and and, and kicked the ball <laughs> in to, to get some goals. Did you ever go back playing anything else when you retired? No, well, I played a I played a charity game match uh, in Croker actually over the summer uh, with Fergus McFadden, and um, I, f- I found it very hard. It was very <laughs> the, the fitness wasn't quite there. Um, but yeah, no. Literally, I, I retired last last June, and mm. I literally have probably haven't jogged three <laughs> since. So I need to get back and need 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 to get the body moving, doing something. Yeah, I think it's important as well to take a rest after it. Obviously, for playing for so long at such a high yeah. level, I'm Absolutely. sure was it a, a time for you to say, "I just need to chill out for a little while." Pretty much did it for 17 years, and uh, uh, I was uh, obviously have two young kids as well, so uh, took the time to relax. Got a good holiday you know, over the summer. Started a new job in September, and then kind of um, just relaxing, enjoying the weekends, enjoying being able to do stuff with the family and stuff. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good a good time. I just remember watching um, Brian O'Driscoll's documentary um, after the roar. I don't know if you ever watched I it. See, I, I saw I saw clips of it. I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, just about speaking to people that played at high levels and what it was like to stop and to retire and to come to terms with that. What was yeah. it like for you? Obviously, I know you didn't get to retire on your own terms, but what what was it like for you to, I suppose, come to terms with it all? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I I was in a good space, you know. I think the people who people who kind of struggle with it are the lads who don't know what direction they're going. I suppose um, I had a job lined up, and I, and I knew what, kind of what direction I was going. I knew I was going to be starting in September, so. For, for the last year of my career, I knew where I was going, so I knew what direction I was going. So it was kind of, it, it made the transition easier. But the, mm-hmm. the lads that you see who, who struggle are lads who don't know, have anything in background or they don't know what they're going to do. Um, so that kind of helped me. And I think I, I was at a stage where I, I knew I was going to retire. Like I got my last year contract by the skin of my teeth. So I kind of knew that, was, I knew that was going to be my last year. So I knew I knew I was going to be something like. So uh, the transition period for me has actually been quite enjoyable, to be honest. And do you miss playing at all? I do and I don't. Um, for the majority of the time, I don't. Um, 
you do miss seeing the big game, the big games though. You miss the obviously when you've seen the lads win the Grand Slam, when you you see obviously the big games in the Champions League finals and the URCs and when you when you see the big games, you, you do miss them because you do get a bit, a bit nostalgic about because you remember all the good times and you, and you remember what you have, have gone through. But the for the majority of the time, I, I don't miss it now. Yeah, no, you you played for long enough. You can get to relax now. Yeah. But again, just looking at the monster result then at the, the weekend, winning the URC against the Stormers, what an unbelievable result! It was an important win for them. Absolutely, it's the only time I've kind of I've supported Munster <laughs> and wanted them to do well. Um, they obviously did had a, had a great game against Leinster, um, and to go down there and get a result against the Stormers was huge. Um, but I think it was great for Irish rugby, great for the great great for the for the I suppose obviously for the Munster squad and the Irish squad and, and seeing them do so well is going to be great for for for, for Ireland and I think it was great, it was great to see for the for, for the league as well. Yeah, like their first major trophy for twelve years, it felt like it was a long time coming. And in the nature in which they done it, obviously beating Leinster on the way in in the semi-final as well. You know, they'll yeah. grow a lot from that. And as a club, they'll take a lot from it. Absolutely. Because it was the young, the younger players will take a lot more as well. Do you know I mean so? Like, because the more you win, the more you want to win. Um, so like, it would, that'll be the first medal for a lot of them as well. So like, that'll kick them on and make them want to go on and kick on and do more. Um, so it, it, it's huge for the younger members of the squad. And then on the flip side of all this, Leinster losing against La Rochelle second time in a row in the Champions Cup final. Yeah. Ron Nogara, he does it again. What was it like? What was it like watching that game? Yeah, I was sitting in the crowd watching it. I was sitting beside Kevin McLaughlin, and, and the the two of us were didn't know what didn't know what was happening. We were like, obviously came out of the blocks raring to go, and then obviously went forward. We were seventeen points up at one stage, so. Oh, I don't know. We just didn't have the ball in the second half and things happened. Do you know what I mean? La Rochelle are a class team and we just kind of let a couple of tries slip in and kind of let the let, let the grass go. So terribly disappointing for them. Disappointing to um, for Stu Lancaster as well. He's obviously moving on. Uh, disappointed for Johnny and stuff. So it's, um, yeah, disappointing end of the season. Yeah, extremely tough one to take, as you said, for Stuart Lancaster who's moving on. For Leo Cullen, for to, to have this team that's talked about so much, you know, this one of the best teams in terms of club rugby and to not have any silverware to show for it again, it's a tough place to be in. Absolutely. Like you're obviously building to one thing. Well, like obviously two things. Um you're obviously building to the to the league and the cup all year long, and that's your goal. That's your what you're striving to do and obviously we've fallen at, 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 at the last couple of hurdles the last couple of years um, so it's hugely disappointing yeah to, especially considering the talent that we have in the squad and all the hard work that's gone in behind the scenes mm-hmm. What have you made of what Ron Nogara has done at La Rochelle? Brilliant obviously brilliant coach I've never been coached by him I obviously played with him a little bit um, coming up to the end of his career so he's obviously a, he's a phenomenal player um, he's a great coach but he seems like he's Built a culture down there, um, whereas I like just from talking to other people that you hear that um, that's the problem in a lot of French teams. There's not a big, huge culture because they're all everyone's coming from loads of different places, all different countries. So I think it's a it's a hard thing to build in a French team, and I think he's done that. He's he brought a, he's brought a real personal edge to it, um, and 
he's got he's really got lads to buy in. And I think Dunnick Ryan has done a, has done a phenomenal job as well with the forwards. Yeah, there was comments afterwards that this will affect Ireland's chances in the World Cup. Do you believe in any of that, or what do you make of those comments? Nah, I don't think it'll, it won't affect Ireland's chances at all. I think because different setup, different team, different different coaches, um, and it's. It, I think I don't, I don't think I would I wouldn't buy into that at all. Yeah, Ronan was speaking this morning and off the ball, and he just said it, it's completely different, a completely different setup, completely different coach, you know, different mindset altogether. And he just doesn't believe that will have any effect at all. No, it won't. It absolutely won't. And just looking at Andy Farrell, he's named his 42 player summer training squad then to begin the preparations for the World Cup. Have you had a chance to look at the team or, or what did you make of it? Yeah, I had a quick glance at it. Um, yeah, like no surprises really. I think he's gone with a team that he trusts and and and, and, and that he has a lot of faith in. Um, obviously, it, ne- it needs to be whittled down obviously before before the actual um, tournament. So that's when the kind of excitement will build. But there's going to be a lot of tough decisions. A lot of te- a lot of good players won't be able to get in the get in the plane. Like if you look at the squad, do you think who who's who can who can he obviously not bring? There's a lot of good players that that aren't going to get in the plane. Yeah, twenty players from Leinster. There's nine from Munster. So. I think Munster maybe thought they might have a few more in there, especially after doing so well this season. But as you said, so, so competitive and the talent is really just unbelievable that he has to pick from. Absolutely. Um, huge amount of talent. There's obviously a huge amount of talent not got on not got in as well, considering how well Munster have done as well. Um, but everyone has a lot of faith in Andy and, and the coach and the coaching team. You know, he's delivered in the last year or two. So, why would you obviously question it now? He's um, I don't, but I don't think he cares what other people think. Though he's going to pick the team that he wants, um, and he's not going to bow to pressure, I suppose. Um, so it's just about buying, getting that squad, and buying in, and doing the best you can now. They'll be coming off obviously the the Grand Slam win. You've been there as a player. Is it easier or more difficult place to, to come off a Grand Slam win going into a World Cup with a lot of expectation? Uh, expectation is always pressure, but pressure is good as well. You know, um, can't be complacent. Um, but number one in the world, won a Grand Slam. Weight of the country on your shoulders, a lot of pressure, a lot, like a lot of media hype, a lot of, a lot of talk. Um, so it'll be good, but again, it's pressurized as well. Yeah. What was it like for you in 2015? Yeah, huge. World Cups are World Cups. Like it's it's uh, obviously when we lost Argentina, it was it was one of the worst obviously losses that I've I've gone through in my career. Um, obviously I had the disappointment of not going in in 19 as well. So I, I I would know what the lads will feel like who don't get picked. So, but World Cup is absolutely massive when it comes to you and your career. You know, it's it's one of the things that you're always going to remember. Yeah, do you have any fond memories? I remember there was maybe headlines, I think. Did you go to Alton Towers? You did something um, on one of your days off. And I remember... And I I wasn't allowed on some of the rides. (laughs) You were too Too tall. Yeah, too big for them. (laughs) Some of them, yeah. Did you know going there that that was probably going to be the case? No, but I know, I just know from experience that any any place like that, I'm not going to get on some of them. (laughs) Because <laughs> they don't want to risk you dying or me hitting my head on something. 
What height are you now? Six foot ten? Oh, six, six ten, yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. still get people, I suppose, every, everyone oh, recognises you, but do people stop no. and think? I still get people coming up asking me photos and who know nothing about rugby. Yeah. <laughs> I still get that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I can never, I can never shy away in a crowd anyway. Yeah. So obviously that was one memory from 2015, a little bit different from on the playing field, but was it a positive experience, I suppose, for your first world, first ever World oh, Cup? There's going to be a yeah. lot of these lads in that situation. Yeah, hugely. Yeah. It's just the feel good factor around the World Cup is huge. Um, and it was uh, it was great for us in 2015 because it was so close to home. So it was loads of people coming over for the games. So we're like, you had a lot of hassle trying to get trying to get tickets for the games. But it, but but at the end at the end of the day, it was great seeing friends and family there as well because the, of, of all the traveling support. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just a it's a it's a phenomenal tournament to be to be able to be a part of. Will you get to the World Cup this year at all? Um, nothing has cropped up yet. Something might crop up last minute, but at, at the minute, I'm not going over yet. No. Um, so, what do you what do you think their chances are? You know, like it's kind of the same as what everyone else says. It's we do have a chance. We're obviously ranked number one in the world, but to and to win it, you have to get by some of the best teams in the world. But our side of the draw is especially hard. Um, but I think we do have a good chance. Um, but it's all about performing on the day, isn't it? I would have said Leinster were going to beat La Rochelle, no water in the in the champion cup final. But it's that sport at the end of the day, anything can happen. You just never know. That is it. Well, Devin, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ashley. Rugby on Off the Ball with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.